Hello and welcome to the last episode of this year's Leadcast. I would like to quickly shout out all of this year's journalism class for making this season the best it could be. For this final episode, we have an interview with Mr. McSparren hosted by Maddie and Danny, Jersey and Kylo with the students' military families, Devlin on humanitarianism, an interview about feminism with Lovren and Ms. Scott, and prom interviews hosted by Nicole. First up, we have Danny and Maddie with Dr. McSparren. This was recorded live during a lead showcase event. Good evening. And welcome to Leeds' very first, at least in this building, spotlight event. You are here in the Commons, ready to take on some main stage entertainment. And if you've been here with me all night, you've heard this, so bear with me. But what you'll see tonight are things that you probably don't normally get to see from your student. All of the stuff that you have up and down these hallways, you probably see. Artwork and projects. But the things you might not always be aware that your student is even doing are the presentations and the performances because they happen in class and the student just does them and the teacher sees them. So what we have uh, behind me right now is two journalists from our LEADcast podcast. Last year, LEAD was able to start their own journalism program due to a, a lot of reasons. We decided to put on a podcast. And so this is the next extension of that. We're actually filming this live. You'll be able to hear it if you're a subscriber probably in the next couple weeks after we get some editing done. Uh, check the newsletter for that link. Uh, otherwise, up here in front of you, we have Danny and Madison. They'll be interviewing tonight uh, Dr. Tyler McSparren. So, McSparren. Madison. We want to talk to you about your experiences at LEAD and your memories here. And then obviously, we want to talk about like you moving on from LEAD and going to a new school. But I thought we should mention LEAD first. What was the transition from the old lead building to the current one? That was something that we were really excited about because the old building was a difficult place to teach um, for some different reasons. But that whole transition process was all changed, or our expectations of it were changed because of the pandemic. So the pandemic happened at the exact time that we were moving from one building to the other. So, you know, if you think about it, we, we went home for spring break at the old building and then never came back to that building, right? Like the school didn't come back. And then the next time we came to school, we were here, um, which was cool because we all wanted to be here, but it was also a little bit weird to like not ever get to go back and like gather your things, you know? It was also a little bit strange because do you guys remember at the beginning of the pan or at the beginning of last school year, we had that like extra three weeks at the beginning. So all of us teachers got to hang out here together without students for three weeks which was fine, but there, there comes a certain point where you have spent enough time with teachers and are ready for, for students. So it made us really, really excited to get students in here for the first time. So what things will you miss about this like physical building? The physical building, um, the nature, right? So the school that I'm going to next year does not have nature. Like it's got buildings around it. And yeah, I don't think there's a lot of schools out there where you can like just be like drinking your coffee, getting ready for first block and look out and see like deer walk by or a coyote, hopefully not chasing the deer. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, to me, there, it's such a unique setting being in the middle of the woods. I'm going to miss that a lot. What is your fondest memory teaching at LEAD? Oh man, you know what? I got in my car to head here and I thought they're going to ask me that. And I didn't, <laughs> I forgot to think of something. I think that, Anytime when the, like when kids just get to be kids, that's really fun. 
So especially because of the pandemic, there was a lot of times when you didn't get to be kids. Like we had to sit spaced apart in the cafeteria and stuff like that. And there were only a few kids in classrooms at a time. So um, at LEAD, despite what you may have heard, we've had a couple of assemblies. And assemblies are a great place for kids to just be weird and silly. So I got to hit a kid in the face with a pie. That was cool. There was an assembly back at the old building where kids like passed bananas to each other from their, with their feet. It was, it was weird, guys. Miss Lee came up with the game. Um, <laughs> so assemblies. Assemblies are my favorite memories. Okay, so what's your funniest memory here at LEAD? You want to you talk about weird things my mentees do? Maybe. That feels like a breach of confidentiality. <laughs> Mentoring time is really cool. Well, CT time is cool. Mentoring is boring because we make you sit next to us and we type into the computer while you tell us things. But CT is cool because, again, even though, like, if anybody from Summit in the building, no, because if Summit was in the building, we would say that you guys set goals every single day and you work diligently throughout CT. But, like, it's, you guys kind of form little, little groups, little, like, families almost. And for me, it's really cool to see you guys interact, like, in like unstructured, just totally off the cuff, random ways in CT. Cause that's when like anything can happen when you guys are just hanging out and next thing you're like yelling or like, I don't know, like feeding each other baked goods or weird stuff like that. So those things are funny. Would you say your favorite mentee is me? Mm, no. <laughs> How many times have you asked me that question? 27. What's the answer always been? No. Yeah, it's still <laughs> no. Wait, wait, wait. You're supposed to follow up with who is. You're supposed to say, who is your favorite? Who is your favorite? All the other ones. But um. Yep. Come on. We do this all the time. I may be flipping the tables here, but what do you think is the most important lesson you've learned, either teaching at lead or like something that was told to you like the first day? Uh, so uh, the most important lesson was probably not something that was told to me the first day. So can I just say what I think, what I've like learned from teaching at LEAD? Oh man, by the way, like really good question. What have, I, what have I learned from teaching at LEAD? Um, oh man. I think I did my job right. You did, no. Um, there's a lot of things that I've learned and so, and. and to be clear, I love the teachers in this building. The most important things I've learned have not been from them, right? They're, they're from you guys. I, oh, here's a good, okay, it popped into my head. Are you ready? Ready. Um, I have learned so much about being an ally to the LGBTQ plus community in my time at LEAD. We have a really, really cool core group of kids that are part of that community and also there's a bunch of kids that aren't part of that community that are great allies to their friends. And I've learned a ton from those kids in my time here. Like guys, I know like definitions of things I never knew about before. There's a whole bunch of flags that I'd never seen before that I could probably tell you what they mean now. Um, so th that, that's a thing. Like you talk about where I'm going next, right? Like I'm gonna take stuff with me to my next job and the job after that about how to support students that I learned from you guys and your peers. I would like to say that giving you that flag, the ally flag, was definitely the best decision I have ever done at LEAD. 
The flag's super cool, right? Yeah. And you're passing it on? Yes. Miss Bright, I heard. Miss Bright's going to be getting the ally flag. Nice. Very exciting. Super cool. All right, so once you leave lead, what will you miss the most? What will I miss about lead? Can you do that? I think, oh, you told me the physical space was the previous question. Yeah. This is now like bigger, broader, so I can't say trees again. Nope. Okay. You know, lead, you guys have never gone to a, a traditional high school. So you guys don't necessarily know how the vibe at lead is different than a traditional high school, but it totally is. So like the fact that we don't even have a bell and like class just ends and kids just like get up and go to their next class and just like, like, you don't fight each other in the hallway. Like you're just like generally nice and laid back. I don't know that I'll ever work in another place where the students have built such just a relaxed, um, easygoing culture. And so I have a feeling wherever I go, I will miss that. After you leave and go to your next school, are you hoping to keep contact with the, either the students you've met here or the teachers? Okay, so teachers, Probably. Um, students, I've got rules now, okay? So, like, Facebook friend requests never get accepted until, like, a solid six months after you've graduated. I'm not Facebook friends with students, so don't try it. Um, but, but I don't know. So, you know, it's an interesting thing leaving a building. And you guys have, you know, a bunch of you guys have told me, like, oh, aren't you going to miss us, blah, blah, blah. And the thing about being a teacher is, you do this job knowing that the kids are gonna move on, right? Like this is a temporary, this was always gonna be a temporary relationship, right? So like I knew from the start, I was gonna have four years maximum with Madison and then that was gonna be it, right? So, so I don't know, I, I want you guys to go out into the world and like do your big things and forget about me and, and go and accomplish everything, right? Because then I'm gonna have a brand new batch of kids. So. So I don't know, I, I, I hope to read about you guys and see you doing really cool things and occasionally like bump into you at Hy-Vee. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have like any set plans on who I'm gonna stay in contact with and who I'm gonna ghost. All right, so what's one thing you want to tell your students and coworkers before leaving? <laughs> That's a really high pressure question. Go on. <laughs> I've, you know, I think that when you go through the grind of an entire school year, and you spend a lot of time with people, both teachers with students and students with teachers and students with each other. You, it's, it can be really easy to take for granted the good things, right? Like it gets really easy to get annoyed with the little things of every single day over and over again. Um, and I, I think I would just wanna like, I don't want people to take for granted how good the people in this building are. Right? Like, you all have some teachers that like really, really, truly, deeply care about you guys and being good teachers for you. Um, and, and as students, like, look around the building tonight, like, you guys are so capable of doing amazing things. And it gets really easy to forget that when you're like complaining about how Mr. Gloria lets his class leave for lunch too early, you know? So I would, I, I don't know, I would, I would say I hope that everybody is able to just take a step back and appreciate everybody for the really cool people they are. All right, is there anything else you would like to say? No, you guys, you guys made me say it all. You guys asked all the questions. I'm ready to go home.
Just to make sure, is your favorite color actually blue? My favorite color is indeed blue. It's, it's weird that you were wearing like a shocking amount of blue tonight. That is disappointing. <laughs> now on to Kyla and Jersey with military families. Hi, this is Jersey. And this is Kyla. And today we are back with a new segment for new students and new teachers. In today's episode, we decided to do military families. Military families don't get appreciated enough. These kids move around and get a lot of emotional stress. So we decided to give them the spotlight to share their experiences. So here is three to four students that go here to leave and you can hear their story. A couple of these students didn't feel comfortable sharing too much information so we did not make them share them all. I have a military family, mostly is army. I have dad, uncle, grandparents, cousins, air force, uncle, aunt, and grandpa. So what has it been like growing up with a military family? Great. Kind of different. You get taught differently. Different manners, respect for people. How has it affected your schooling? Schooling? Yes. Not much as in it seems normal, nothing different. So have you had to move schools a lot? Actually, yes. When my dad, we lived in El Paso, Texas for a little bit, moved down to Texarkana, Texas. Then after that, we moved back up in here in Missouri. So not a lot of moving. Dad just deployed to different states and countries. Has it affected your view on life and like your decisions on what you want to do? No. Are you planning on continuing? To join? Yeah. I do uh, plan on continuing finishing the family tradition. Well, our family tradition. Keep it going, military family. On the boys' side, at least. What do you think makes you want to join the most? Like, besides continuing the tradition? Uh, protect the country and family. I'd defend friends, family, everyone. Do you feel like you get looked at differently because of your military family and how you were raised compared to others? No. Not that I know of. How do you feel, like, when your dad is deployed and gone? Well, it kind of feels like uh, I'm by myself. Mom's never home. Sister's there. I'm pretty much, I guess, the one that's protecting him while he's gone. Do you feel like you have to man up and take up his spot when... When he leaves, yeah. I'm the man in the house when he leaves. Do you ever worry that one day he's just not going to come back? No. Oh, I, I believe he's really strong. He loves our family and friends. His friends, his buddies. He's lost some buddies. He won't, I don't believe he'll pass. He retired eight years ago. Well, maybe five. I don't remember, honestly. Jackson Marshall, ninth grade. Uh, my mom is in the Navy. My dad was in the Navy, but now retired. My stepdad is also in the Navy. Um, my grandparents also served. Uh, my grandpa served in the Marines during the Vietnam War. My Nana served in the Army. Um, my poppy, my other grandfather, served in the army, and that's just like my immediate family. How has that affected you and your outlook on life? Not much. I don't think it really changes my life at all, besides the, them being in the military. Has it affected your learning at all, like moving around? I've been lucky. I don't have to move around. My parents have been separated, so I got to stay with one of my parents during those times when they were stationed somewhere. Do 
Do you feel like you get looked at differently being from a military family? Um, I don't think so. Being in the military is just a choice. It shouldn't really have an effect on uh, how other people see you. So it, it hasn't on me at least. You want to continue the family tradition thing and go into the military yourself? Um, I think that's a very good choice. It just depends how my life looks after high school. Like if I ha want to enroll in college, might want to do that before going into the military. But I think it's a good route for me to take. Have you moved any schools at all? or? Um, I've been lucky. I haven't moved anywhere. I just, that makes me feel pretty good that I've just been able to stay in one spot and make friends and stay here. For other families, it's a lot harder having to move uh, other places with your parents, but I haven't. I've been lucky. What do your parents like exactly do in the Navy? Um, right now, my dad's retired, so he's not in the Navy. My mom is a recruiter for the Navy. She works at MEPS. Let's see, she's an EO1. Uh, she's an equipment operator. I don't know what my grandpa was. I, yeah, that's pretty much all I know. Are you ever like worried or scared that maybe one day they might not come back home? Or does that just not cross your mind? Um, no. Uh, they already did all their deployments when I was littler. So right now, my mom only does funerals. Besides, besides that, I think they're just safe. I don't feel worried at all. Thank you for letting me interview you. Yeah, no problem. My name is Brock Myers. I'm in ninth grade. My mom's in the Air Force, and my dad's also in the Air Force. Would you like to join the military when you were older? Um, maybe kind of as like a almost last resort career path just because I want to see if I can pursue anything beforehand or joining. What do your parents exactly do in the Air Force? Um, my dad, they're both retired right now. My dad was in the K-9 unit and my mom worked on stealth bombers. How did that affect your childhood? Um, with my mom, she was retired before I actually was born. But with my dad, I mean, it was just life going in and out, like the dog kennels and went on seeing all the dogs. So I mean, I kind of just grew up getting barked at and growled at and nipped at and whatnot else, but yeah. Have you ever got bit by one of the dogs? No. I've been nipped at a couple of times, but no. How did you feel growing up with a whole bunch of dogs around you? I mean, it was pretty fun. They're pretty tamed-ish around me. I mean, it's all about how the trainer is around their dog. And that's just kind of how the dog acts. But yeah. How did that affect your feelings? Like, were you sad or whatever when your dad did have to leave and go do that stuff? Um, whenever I was really, like, conscious that he was leaving was, like, his last deployment to Korea. But, I mean, I was really sad about because I didn't know if I would see him. Because my mom was also one of those people like, hey, be, she basically prepared me if he did die while he was out there to like 
what what's gonna happen and whatnot and so i was already kind of prepared but i mean he still called me every week while he was out but yeah do you feel like you were raised differently because of your parents i mean not really besides like just moving a decent amount it wasn't bad i mean i had overall an okay time just living normally just socializing was not the easiest did it ever affect your learning with moving around so much? No, not really, because a lot of the moving we did was in like the younger stages of my life. I've been in the Park Hill district since I was in kindergarten, so I did a lot of moving whenever I was younger. But I mean, now I've just done a lot of moving within the Park Hill school district. Do you feel like you get judged secretly or out loud even about your family? I mean, sometimes just now in the situation that we're in, whatnot, I mean, you'll get called like a name here and there, but I mean, it's not too bad. It's, it's just life. How did you help your younger siblings cope with uh, their parents' as well-being? So, my younger brother, he was just, he was all just oblivious to it. She's like, oh, dad's gone for a little bit. That's whatever. He'll come back. So, I mean, he was kind of oblivious just because we're 15 months younger. So, you just never really knew a whole bunch. But yeah. And my older siblings were already moved out by then. So, it was just that. Did your older siblings help you and, like, comfort you? Uh, my oldest one... And the second oldest one, I mean, they'd babysit every now and then, but other than that, not really, because they didn't want to tell me a whole bunch. Now on to feminism with Lovren and Miss Scott. My name's Winnie Sherita, and today we'll be covering points on feminism. Uh, I'm joined today by Miss Scott, and we'll go ahead and start. Okay. Could you explain what feminism is and what being a feminist might look like in your view? Feminism is a concept where women and men in the United States have equal opportunity to life, liberty, and happiness, all those types of things that, that, we, that we see as important in the United States. Do you think all feminists hate all men? I do not think all feminists hate all men, um, mainly because I am one and I absolutely do not hate men. <laughs> Don't have any hatred towards them whatsoever. Yeah, I think sometimes that's a big misconception is that people think that, uh, that somehow feminists don't, don't, you know, that men should be, you know, counted in the movement. They absolutely should. No, I don't think so at all. I think a feminist can be anybody that feels like women's rights are worth working for and striving for. Perfect. Feel about the statement, not all men, like, not all men are terrible, or not all men. Um, I feel like that's kind of a human quality that a lot of humans share in general. A lot of times when I'm faced with, you know, someone else's d 
disapproval or or if they you know give me feedback that isn't necessarily positive a lot of times I get you know I, I, I start kind of closing down and I get you know protective of myself and I think that's kind of a way that men respond in kind of a defensive way when really they don't really even need to because uh, of course if you know if you are not all men then your life should probably show that okay which female leader has inspired you the most and why oh my goodness I don't know if I can pick one after having taught the women's studies course there are all kinds of you know, historical figures in the United States that probably inspire me. Ida B. Wells, famous journalist, probably uh, one of the most, one of the bravest people that that I've read about. Maya Angelou, one of my favorite poets. I'll, I could keep naming, but there's a few. <laughs> okay. Ida B. Wells was a uh, black woman that at you know that during the time of enslavement in the United States went out of her way to become educated and actually became a journalist and wrote about issues that were important across the nation and put her life at risk sometimes because you know being a black woman at that time and being outspoken was absolutely one of the bravest things she could have done. Do you consider yourself a feminist? Uh, I do. I think, absolutely. I think, like I said, anybody consider, can consider themselves a feminist if they believe that men, men and women ought to have equality of opportunity. Okay. How do you become a feminist? I don't know that you necessarily become a feminist. I think some, I think people... You know, I think I, th- I think people decide, you know, to work for, you know, like I said, equality of opportunity between men and women, and if it's important to them, they don't have to call themselves a feminist necessarily. I think that when you're intentional about it, that's probably when you would decide to be a feminist. Okay, so there's no like requirements. I don't. I mean, I think you have you would need to believe that women and men deserve equal rights and equal opportunity and as long as that is part of the mix I think you're probably there that's perfect thank you so much for your time thank you finally we have prom interviews with Nicole we have Josie a junior at LEAD here to answer some questions about prom what are your feelings on prom I don't really like it, but I'm also very introverted, so it wouldn't really be my scene, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to prom? No, and I don't plan on going. Why? Like I said, I'm an introvert, so it's very loud, and I don't think it would be very enjoyable for me personally, because I don't like people very much, and I think the dancing is a little awkward. It's just awkward the whole time. Right. Do you look forward to any dances of any kind? No, I don't, because I, I just think that dancing's awkward, and 
I don't know what to do. I just end up standing by the wall and wishing I was literally anywhere else. Alright. Now we're here with Emily, a senior from LEAD. Hi. What are your feelings on prom? I think it's a great experience, especially for seniors since it's our last year in high school. Yeah. Have you ever been to prom? Yes. Did you have fun? Yes, I did. Do you look forward to any dances of any kind? Yeah. All right. Thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we have Nico. Hi. Okay, what are your feelings on prom? I thought they were I thought it was good. I feel like the food options could have been better, but I felt like overall it was good. So you've been to prom? Yes. Okay. Did you have fun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you look forward to any dances of any kind? There's no more, but if there were in the future, I would go. Okay. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the final episode of this season's Leadcast. We hope you can tune in next season. A big thanks to everyone who contributed to this season's episodes, especially our teacher and student interviewees. That's all for this episode. Thanks for tuning in.